Well, hello everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Best Scott Beat, season four. It's episode ten. I'm here with Mr. Joe Edwards. Finally, finally, we've had lots of things going on this morning, Joe. You've been trying to find a quiet corner in the Express and Star offices. I've got the gas man coming. The dogs are going crazy, but we are here. We are here. We are. We are ready to go. I'd like to say it's a positive, massive. Fantastic podcast where 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 we'll sort of have risen up the table and maybe on the cusp of maybe something special, but it's it's not great, Chuck. It's not great. It's not the case. It's, it's not the case. No, it's not at all. Um, it's more of the same, unfortunately. More uh, dismal defeats, five in a row now. Um, let's hope that's where the other defeats ends. But uh, yeah, I've been trying to find. Uh, a quiet room in Express and Star Terrors. Uh, for for weeks, m- months, I've been pretty much the only person coming into the office. Dedicated, mate. Dedicated. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, this kind of homework in order is gone now, and it's it's all a sudden bustle now. Back, Don't back like in. that. Don't like that. Too many people, mate. Too many yeah, people. Yeah, I'd kind of got used to having the whole office to myself. And the whole coffee machine. I mean, we get and we get free coffee, don't we? How many do you get a day? How many? You how many get, cups you, get, do you, get? you get a fob, and you get four, which is a four. Okay. Which, which for me mm. isn't really enough. Really? Um, you must nah. be wired when you get home. Wired. They're, they're only they're only titchy cups. Yeah. You, you need you need. It's it's not a proper cup. It, it's is, about. Is there any soup there? I, I don't mind a soup. I don't mind a even even though it's powdered like. I went to uh, I went to Wolves Women versus Albion Women last week, and it was yes. the first time I've had a. I went to the the kiosk and got a cup of soup. Yeah. And I tell you what, absolutely artificial, but delicious. Like, yeah. Like yeah. not just. And I get this with the when I when I was when I was in my in my bigger twenty one stone days, Joe. Um, the same. I used to have pot noodles for fun, like mm. the the chow men versions of the pot noodles. I could go through two or three of those on a sitting. It was delicious. But for me, the best bit, and again, the best bit with the the cup of noodle as well, is when you get down to the bottom and there's that kind of like congealed solid that hasn't quite dissolved and it's a little bit powdery still and it's a little bit sticky and wet and that that's the best bit i love that i love that bit just get the the, the teaspoon and just kind of scrape it. oh no oh, get oh, your oh. finger get your get your little finger in there mate get it all get, in. get it all in the fingernails get it all in the fingernails mate absolutely uh, hygiene hide, there's not a, a yeah. global pandemic going around mate everyone's a winner Save a bit for later. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, um, I haven't had a cup of soup actually for for a good for a good while. But now you've now you've mentioned it. I've, Mate, I've, I've, get yourself down to whatever whatever sells cup of soups in Wolverhampton. I don't know. I mean, I haven't been there for a while. And uh, get a little kettle in there. And happy days. There you go on your desk. A few sachets. Win win. Cup of soup. I mean, that that would light lighten the mood. I, I, I mean, if you know, a bit of crouton in there. Yeah, a little crouton. Yeah. You can't beat that. Yeah, us us lot. We're looking for some for things to cheer us up. So maybe exactly. maybe cup of soup to the thing to do. It. I tell you what didn't cheer me up this morning, mate. I woke up and it's the worst thing. It's um, I'm going away next week on, on a belated fortieth birthday. I know, I know, forty one now. Incredibly fair to me. And uh, we're supposed to go to the Super Bowl last year in Miami, but couldn't go because of COVID. So we are going to um. Vegas and then LA for the uh, to 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 be in and around the Super Bowl for for this year, which is which is on next what this next Sunday coming, I guess. Um, so you're doing a bit of lad stuff. It's for lads, you know. So I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, I've been I haven't drank in January. I've worked quite hard on my fitness. I've had my meals, um, calorie control. And I thought, right, do a bit of teeth whitening. You know, a little bit of teeth whitening. You go to yeah. California, you know. So nothing wrong with um. So I've got these trays, you know, you put your, you put your, you, you kind of put on your teeth at night time and you get like this gel um, from the local dentist. Yeah. Oh, mate, my teeth are in, you know, it's that worst teeth when it just goes through you and it goes through the kind of like nerve Yeah. and it's yeah. the worst pain. So I've been doing it for about two weeks now and I must admit, I woke up last night and I put the light on. Oh, mate, it was like, it was like Ross Geller in Friends. I've gone proper luminous white. It's too white. It's too white. To the extent where I'm now starting to drink coffee just to counterbalance the situation. It's that bad. It, do you look like you could like be on Love Island? Oh, like, it's embarrassing. Like it's a, like, yeah. Who's the guy who goes out with uh, that uh, Katie Price or whatever? And they always have those pictures. Have you seen them? And the, the teeth look ridiculous. Like yes. super, super white. 
Uh, yeah, oh, it's 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 bordering yeah. on that. I'll be honest, it's proper terrible. Get it, get yourself a bit of bow socks, bit of bit of bit of filler in the lips, bit of nip and tuck, mate. Hey, listen, yeah. I, I'm happy. That's, that's all you need now, I've, and then you've got the full shebang. I've said to the missus, mate, I'm I'm quite happy to get a nip and tuck in five or six years, mate. I'm happy to get on that treatment table and uh, you know get cut open for to to, to make 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 the. Uh, you know, make the Adonis body um, carry on for the next oh, uh, 10 years or so. Oh, we'll take an nip and tuck, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> uh, right, nip and tuck, talking about that. Uh, Did Walsall get, get many many nips and tucks in their squad in the January window, Joe? How would you assess it as, a, as, um, as an overall 30-day window for Walsall? Are they stronger? Are they weaker? Are they the same? Um, and should they and could they have added more? They should have added more in my book. Yeah, I, I think they're on the scale of somewhere in between the same and weaker. I, I, okay. I, I, it's uh, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I, I just it, they're, they're signed four players, of course. Uh, Rolly Meneyiza, who was already at the club, but but making his loan deal permanent, which I thought at the time was a was a brilliant bit of business. Yeah. Um, he hasn't until until his next game. Well, yeah, yeah, he hasn't played at the same levels that he did, had previously um, since making his switch permanent, which is how football turns out sometimes. But hopefully, he can rectify that soon. Um, they also brought in Reese Devine on loan from Manchester United, a left back, uh, centre back in Donovan Daniels on a free transfer after his his contract was terminated at Crew, and then the marquee signing, you would say. Was that of striker Devante Rodney, who from a Port Vale two and a half year contract, and obviously when a striker's signed, it always kind of whets the appetite, so to speak. Sure, but they're not really going into January. They needed for me a left back and a striker, yeah, regardless of losing players. So they needed a left back and a striker. They got those players, but then they've lost three players. Mm-hmm. Um, as the dogs continue to go crazy, at, yeah, it's been uh, bin day. Bin day today, isn't it? So we've had, we've, had, um, we've had the it's the recycle guys are here now. We've just had the bin men. Then there's the glass people. So it's just it's just a bit of a shit show, to be honest. But is hey, that no, we'll, is we'll that Baloo or no, Stitch? Stitch, that's Stitch. Stitch barking. But, but Baloo doesn't seem to bark, does he? Baloo not bothered. Baloo doesn't it, really bark. Stitch, but it's just, Stitch is just yeah. It's mate, all just Stitch's the, fault. Well, mate, Baloo a dog. <laughs> dog, great, the best dog I've ever had in my life. Like like both incredible dogs. One yeah. one. But Baloo, Baloo a guy, Stitch a girl. I mean, say no more. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, here we go. Going to oh. get some complaints. No, you can't yep, say Yep, 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 mate. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Um, I can say that the missus is away, mate. She's in the US at the moment. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they, they brought in four players, but then they've lost three players. So, Ash Taylor... I've touched on it already. I don't think he was a great loss. He, he didn't really set the world alight in his time at Warsaw. Never really got into his groove and only found him himself in the team because of Manny Monf's yeah. um, FA ban. Yeah. But then they lost Otis Khan, who for me was a big loss. Um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously a bit of frustration about how he came in as a free agent. They've let him get to fitness and then he's ended up kind of turning them down to go elsewhere. But... It, you know, such as footballer, he's probably, you know, you'd, he's, he's got a good a good offer, you'd imagine, at Leighton Orient, and yeah. that's that's his prerogative, I guess. You know, if he if he feels that's the best move for him, then that's his choice. And then Kieran Phillips getting recalled from Huddersfield, which at the time of him going wasn't, the, you know, the, the 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 biggest disappointment because Phillips had been in and out of the team mainly used as a substitute over the last few months. But then what leaves you feeling a bit short-changed is the fact that he's been recalled from Huddersfield and now he's gone to 8th place Exeter City in the same league to play in his preferred position as a centre-forward. So mm. if, a, if a team with playoff ambitions and you know out, a very out slim chance of automatics but ultimately looking to get up through the playoffs if they can because they're there or thereabouts every year Exeter if they see something in him then why is he why is he not yeah. kind of been having a go at Walsall so that was disappointing and if anything that exacerbates all of it is the 
the the the further setback to Rory Holden and you know in the season which has been filled with you know a lot a lot less positives that you know than fans would have liked a crumb of comfort or a, or a crumb of hope was that right Holden's going to be back at some point mm. um I haven't seen him play yet but from everything you hear one of the best players in this league if not the best you know he shouldn't be in this league you know a fantastically gifted talent but has had a wretched wretched time with injuries and he he was towards christmas of 2020 when he originally picked up an injury came back for a few games towards the back end of last season and helped Warsaw pick up some valuable points before then kind of spending more more months on the sidelines then came back in pre-season looked like he was going to be working towards it then another setback they got him a, a, a surgery in September, which they thought had cleared the issue um, in his knee. And all all kind of signs were pointing towards a, a return early in this new year. You know, he did a bit of club interview at Christmas saying how excited he was to, to be back in the fold. And unfortunately, he's had to have another op and he's out for the rest of the season. So, Warsaw are lacking... <clears throat> A creative spark. Mm-hmm. They, they they lost Carnu, who would as a provider of goals and assists. But you kind of thought in the back of your mind, well, if Alden's back in a few weeks, then yeah. we can we can live with that. Yeah. Um, but now he's out for the rest of the season. Um, they're looking short. They're looking short in terms of attacking options. Um, you look at Connor Wilkinson, for example, who is now playing as the right winger, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's had a few hamstring, hamstring injuries this season. It only takes another knock for him. And then your only option, really, is Tyree Shade, who was flattered to deceive, really, for a good few months now. So they've gone from having Phillips, Khan, Wilkinson, Shade, um, you know, Holden to come back in that kind of attacking free, if you like, behind the behind the, the centre-forward, of course, Keane and Arsadebi and other players to factor into that. But... They're a few bodies lighter than they were, so it's it, it's very difficult to say with any confidence that Warsaw are any stronger than they were at the start of January. If anything, they're about the same, or, yeah. or if not a touch weaker. And you know, if the season had gone Joe and they were languishing at mid-table, um, it'd be underwhelming to say the least. But yeah. Look, but look, I mean, since we last spoke, two-nil defeat at home to Exeter. Yeah, sending off two-one defeat at home to Bradford, nightmare. Especially with Cook scoring the winner in front, of, you know, yeah, in, front yeah. the, in front of the fans, and then and then a horrible, awful, probably the worst of the lot. And you know, you you kind of didn't mince your words, Joe. And I think a lot of people appreciated that a, a, a awful, dreadful, one of the worst, if not the was a worst result of the season. One-nil loss at Bristol Road, ten-man Bristol Rovers. So, yeah. so. You know, when you look at it and you think, okay, well, they're not going anywhere, but 29 points. Okay, so 19th in the table. Only, how many go down, Joe? Two, which is a bit of a saving grace at this point. If it was three, there'd be be massive, massive issues. There's two, so they've got a a little bit of a gap. But at the same time, you know, a couple of wins either way or a couple of defeats, and they are right in this mix. They need to get a win. And I think Matt Taylor needs to get a win quickly. Very, very quickly. I can't, can't exaggerate that enough. You know, the, the, the gap at the minute to the bottom two is 10 points um, to bottom Scunthorpe and then second bottom Oldham. Mm-hmm. Those two teams play each other this weekend. Oldham have um, got a game in hand as well. Oldham have got a game in hand as well. So mm-hmm. if that, those teams play each other this weekend, say, for all intents and purposes, Oldham win. Mm-hmm. Then and Warsaw lose to Northampton, which, based on current evidence, you can very much see happening. Yeah. Um, then the gap's down to seven. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the the game in hand to factor in. Mm-hmm. Then next Tuesday, Warsaw play Scunthorpe, and if they drop points there, which would be disastrous, um, then the the gap lessens even further. So, yeah, they're ten points clear, but you can't really say with any great confidence that Warsaw won't get sucked in, into a battle because. 
any team that's losing five in a row, I mean, the the, the form table, they're, they're the sec- second worst team, you know, the second bottom in the form table. Um, I, I think it's only Scumthorpe that are worse off. I mean, they've only won, what is it, five games in their last 45 or some, something ridiculous. Yeah. But um, they're, they're not... They're not playing well. They're they're conceding goals at a rapid rate. They've only scored one goal in their last four games of Warsaw. Um, they keep making such silly errors at the mm. back. Mm. And yeah, the, you know Matt Taylor will make the argument. Well, we've seen these players putting good performances this season. Well, we've seen them consistently make silly errors. And what do the point does it come that? Maybe these players aren't quite as good as as, as we thought, or they, they were cracked out to be. To be honest, so you know there are big questions that need to be answered, um, and time is on Warsaw's side. They need wins as a matter of urgency. Um, Northampton coming up on Saturday, which will be a tough game, but they've they've got to they've got to pull 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 it out from somewhere, and um, yeah, because because if they're down, then. As we say, we, we are, I have been of the, of the thinking a fair few times already this season. Well, it can't get any worse than that, but yeah, it can. They keep finding ways to plunge the season to new lows. So um, yeah, they've they've got to stop the rot um, because, as we know, um, if they keep losing games, they're only going to be heading in one direction. Do you, honestly, do you think that they're in a relegation battle now? I don't think you can properly say just yet, but they're very close. They're very close. They're very much heading heading that way. Um, you know, I think if you if you were to say, you know, obviously look at the Premier League for example, and you look at a team that's what ten points clear, I don't think you'd say they're in a relegation battle at this point. So I think it's you know you've got to look at it in that respect. But when you consider Walsall's form and how they've played and Mm. Again, five straight defeats. Then, yeah, they're they're very much knocking on knocking on the door um, at, at the wrong end. And you know, these a lot of these players have, have played obviously at higher levels or at least at the right end of leagues too. So they've got to they've got to look at themselves in the mirror. You know, they, they've got to ask serious questions of themselves. Why are they doing this? Why why are they where they are? I feel like there's, you know, you look at the team at that minute and you're looking for real leaders to come to the fore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't see any great leadership, obvious no. leadership. I've perhaps been a bit spoilt in that respect watching Wolves previously and you see Connor Cody and the way he speaks and the way he organises and the way he leads the team. He's everything you would want from a captain. And obviously it's very different levels. But I don't see anybody talking on the pitch for Walsall. I don't see anybody organising. I don't see anybody gene other players up or getting an arm around the shoulder. It's almost kind of just oh well, leave leave them to their own devices a little bit. It's all the the, the nature seems to be a little bit past the book. Mm-hmm. And when you're in when you're in a, a rut like this, you need players to stand up and take responsibility and start trying to grab games by the scruff of the neck and just do everything that they can. Um, and yeah, the, the, there are players that also you can see their commitments. You know, Jack Eyre, you know, as I've said plenty of times, I think he's been Warsaw's most consistent player this season and you can always see the efforts he puts in. Um, Brendan Keane, and you know what you're going to get him from him nine times out of ten. Although I did think at Bristol Rovers that he was channeling his frustration in the wrong way. He looked he looked irked, he looked frustrated and he had to be hauled off because he was on a booking and that's not really what you want. He almost lost his cool a little bit. And then, you know, Liam Kinsella, you kind of know what you're going to get from Liam. You know, he's, he, he loves the club. He's been with, been here since the age of eight. But, you know, a few players are going hiding at the minute. And um, that, that isn't what you want. But ultimately, as I've said, the onus falls on the manager, uh, on, the, on the head coach, on, on Taylor, to, to find the answers. He, he's the head coach. He's the one who, you know, leads the team. And... That's how football works, and he's the one who needs wins um, more than anybody. You'd say at the minute, to be honest. Um, of course, Warsaw as a whole need to get out of the position that they're in, but Taylor, made that mistake, needs wins on his side because five in a row 
defeats, as Liam Kinsella said himself after, after Bristol Rovers, it's embarrassing. It's an embarrassing mm-hmm. run. Um, and I stand by it. I don't think this league is that good. I, I really don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a brilliant standard. Um, I think there's there's some good teams in there. I think the good teams that you've seen are the ones at the top. Forest Green, Tranmere. Um, I, I think Swindon are a good side. Who were kind of knocking on the door. Um, but I think that that middle of the pack. I mean, Bristol Rovers. They were down to ten men, and they'd played pretty rubbish all game. Yeah. But Warsaw, Warsaw just played into their hands. They'd mm-hmm. offered nothing at all going forward. Um, they, they refused to go with two up front, which looked which looked obvious. To, it looked an obvious move to go two up front. Matt Taylor opted against it. And they didn't create anything. Uh, they, they, they're playing it far too safe, not taking any risks. Um, and they were punished, as they, de- as they deserved to be, to be honest. You know, they will argue that in in terms of territory, they probably did enough to for a point. But that lack of ambition that they showed, um, it, it meant that they deserved to lose. And um, five in a row, and uh, yeah, as we say, they they need wins urgently, and they need to look at themselves in the mirror. But Taylor, first and foremost, needs the wins. Um, I'm trying to think of leaders in that squad, like you say, Joe. Um... And it's it's become a bit desperate to be honest. What's and, and I might be completely way off here. What's Matt Sadler's situation? So Matt Sadler is 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 registered as a player. Because um, I tell you what, if he's anywhere close to any kind of fitness, and you need some kind of a leader and a bit of organisation at the back, they wouldn't. Be, I mean, he can't do any worse, can he? And at least he's uh, giving someone who they can look up to a little bit and just give it a little bit of shape. Well, if he hasn't played now, I don't I don't think he's going to play at all. Yeah, you know, the how Walsall, how short Walsall were a few weeks ago. Um, Tom Lee came in, and in fairness to Tom, I think he did a decent job despite obviously the the results. I think he did a good job coming in at centre half. I don't think he could really complain with what he did. He wasn't blow away, yeah, but it was it was steady. It was steady enough from a from considering his inexperience and the, the the little game time he's had. But you know, if if Matt Sadler wasn't coming into the team, then when Many years it was suspended, you know. When, when while Mom's been out, while Taylor's gone, while you know, it, I don't think he's a, I don't think he's going to play at all. You know, he, he's he's very much seen as a coach now. Mm-hmm. Um, you see him leading the warm ups on on match day. Um, oh, he does a lot of work in in training, uh, different drills. So yeah, he is registered as a player. But the fact that he didn't feature at all, he hasn't featured yet at all this season. He's not had any minutes this season. Yeah. And if there was a time that he would have played, I think it would have been over the last month. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's a it's a valid point to make. But um, if he hasn't played by now, I, I, I can't see him featuring at all at, at this rate. Um, look, Matt Taylor came in with a lot of fanfare and quite rightly so. It was a positive step. New new chairman, you know, new new manager, new director of football. It was all very, very rosy. It's gone sour and it's gone sour pretty quickly and probably quicker than we all thought. Now, I'm yeah. not saying that, that that can't change and hopefully it will change. But, you know, you've got Lee Pomlet doing, doing a video before deadline day with, with Walsall. Um, you know, you've got you've got Warsaw sinking in the table. You've got players that obviously, you know, with the contract situation, the money, you couldn't understand why they can't sign players long term. So they're losing players. It just feels like the Warsaw are continue on this slide that we've seen really from from the League One days, and it's a continuous gradual decline. And it can't get much worse because if they do, they are they are going to be out of this football league. Unfortunately, um, what what. What can change, Joe? How can you change it? When you look at those players, do you think these players, when you're putting an eleven out on the pitch, they're way better than where they are in this position? You know, what from from you know, you've seen a lot of League Two games now. Have you are these players a lot better than what other teams have got? Or do you look at the squad, do you look at this team and go, I tell you what, they're no better than anyone anyone else, or are they just massively underperforming and, and surely it can come round and turn around? I think they're probably around the middle of the pack on their day. Okay. Um, you know, 
I, I, was, I did say early on in the season that I was wondering about a top half finish and you know being in the conversation for the playoffs. And mm. they, they, they have had good performances, but they've they've been nowhere near consistent enough. And they've they've blew blew hot and cold. They've been gra- when they were when they have put in good performances, they've been good. But then they've been you know absolutely dreadful the next. So that's not a characteristic of a side that's going to go anywhere. Um, but amid amid amidish. You know, kind of the road, kind of team. You you, you would have said on on, you'd at least say on paper. But you know, I mean, I know it's it's the caliber of player that have probably been signed is is different. But like you look at Scunthorpe, who are bottom of the table, they're in a sorry situation. Oldham, we all know about their their woes as clubs. So the the only saving grace in the minute for Walsall is that there's clubs just about in worse states but mm-hmm. you can't bank on that for, for you know if, if you keep banking on that there's going to be clubs in worse positions then your time will come um Scumfort, for example made eight signings in um in january just to try and kind of get themselves out of the rut so i mean they've signed some half decent players as well i mean liam yeah. F- liam feeney from Tranmere gave walsall a whole host of problems on the opening day of the season. He, he was kind of their talisman, really, tr- mm-hmm. for Tranmere, and he's gone back there to pl- to play under Keith Hill again. Um, they got Luke Matteson in from from Wolves um, on loan. They got a couple of strikers, um, Joe Nuttall, I think, and uh, I think it was Reckill Pike from Shrewsbury. I'm not a huge fan of Pike. I've seen him once or twice, but equally, it's they they understand the situation that they're in, and they're, and they're trying to get out of it. Um, yeah, but from Walsall's point of view, the, the the big albatross around their neck, and I've and I've said it in writing, is is this stadium lease, the fact that they're paying out you know five hundred thousand pound a year in rent to to their former owner Jeff Bonser, it's a dark cloud, yeah. and and you know we're two and a half years now into Lee Pomlitz's reign as chairman, but until that stadium lease is gone and the freehold is secured. And the scars of Bonser's reign are going to stay. You can't fully move on until that situation is rectified one one way or another. And it's it is the malaise is staying is staying. And mm-hmm. you know you look at Warsaw's last ten to fifteen years. You could say, you know they they've they've been in a steady state of decline. Um, they had a fantastic manager in Dean Smith who took them to the cusp of the championship. Um, took them to a Wembley final, of course, as well. I mean, we all look at where Dean is now. Yes, he he ended up get, getting 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 the chop at Villa, but he you know he's doing a, a steady job at Norwich on a mm. on a you know a very limited resources. Yeah, he keeps them up. He's a miracle. Oh, yeah, exactly. And we we all know what a good manager Dean Smith is. You know, but you know Smith aside, who, who let's face it, was a special manager. Um, Walsall have been in a steady state of decline. They mm-hmm. they they got they. They they got it in out of league to league one into league two and I I don't know whether the thinking was well you know we've come out of league one but we've been in there for a number of years and we'll you know we'll come into league two and you know we'll get a manager in in Darryl Clark as they did at the time he's been promoted before and if if we don't do it the first year we'll do it the next yeah I think there was a bit of complacency in that like oh, we'll get back up. yeah and. Obviously, it hasn't happened. You look at some of the teams in in League Two, um, yeah, Bradford, for example. They've been mm. in League Two for donkey's years now, mm. and we, you know we're talking about a Bradford side that was in the Premier League at the you know the turn of the millennium. Yeah. Um, you, you look at you know Salford, who bought their way up the leagues in in non-league, but this is their third year in League Two. They don't really look like they're going anywhere with a great great deal of pace. They're sacking mm. managers and improving the budget and in, in, in the quest to go up but they're, they're finding it uh, you know, I mean and, the, and there's teams like your Mansfield your Exeters who seem to be you know pumping a good budget at it and they're there or thereabouts every year but can't seem to quite get over the line so there's a, there's a good number of clubs that are stuck in this mm-hmm. division mm-hmm. and Warsaw if they're trending in the other direction they've got a battle on their hands just to stick in the division so um yeah, it's it, it is a it is a really sorry state of affairs. Uh, the, the fact that they've you know they've got to this point in the season now, and they're just m- looking to make sure that 
they end up in mid-table mediocrity, and because mm. um, that's that's about the best they can hope for now. Yeah, it's a tough one. We, look, we've got some great questions, Joe, and I think a lot of the a lot of the aspects that we'll probably be covering will be will be discussed in there. So I think we'll we'll try and give as many people a bit of um, you know, a, a few answers if possible. If that's yeah, okay of, with course, you. of course, of course. Now, I, I, just just before that, I just mm. want to say. Um, the feedback that I've had some on my, some of my pieces recently, I wish I could write much more positive things. Yeah. Um, but I, I do really appreciate it. it. There's been a lot of nice comments, you know, kind of thanks for saying it as it is and stuff like that. And that that is that is my job. I don't want to insult people's in, intelligence. I mean, you know, you guys watch it on a on a Saturday or a Tuesday as well. You can see it with your own two eyes that it's that it's poor. And if mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you it's anything else, then you know I'm not I'm not doing my job. But um, no, I really appreciate the, the you know the feedback on on the recent pieces and you know the the, the listens we had the last episode of the podcast. I mean, it's by far the most we had this season. So. Um, no, I really appreciate that, and hopefully we can uh, all be a bit more positive soon. Yeah, great stuff. They said just get rid of that host, and then all get double the people listening. It's absolutely <laughs> weirdo. He's got dogs barking. He's got he's got flipping bin men. He's got white teeth. Who's who? How would you get these people? Who, who, awful, is, this, awful. who is this guy? Oh, that's douche. Anyway, um, word for my sponsors: Adoption at Heart. Adoption at Heart provides services. For the City of Wolverhampton Council, Warsaw Council, Dudley Borough Council and Sandwell Children's Trust. And encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support. And are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book on our next virtual information event? Visit adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates. And to book your place, call 01902 553818. Okay, Joe, are you ready? Come on. Are you ready, Degeneration X? Did you watch the Royal Rumble, by the way? I didn't, but I heard that it was pretty crap. So it was I, pretty so, shit. Pretty shit. Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. I did watch pretty it, so I did a watch boring. It. Uh, I've read on the uh, the old dirt sheets, the old wrestling dirt sheets. Mm. That um, mm. sorry, these this, these references might be lost on a few people, but yeah, just sorry. in case you're wondering, me and Nathan are wrestling fans. We are. Um, and I heard that Shane McMahon, as a result, uh, having overseen the production of that Royal Rumble match, is now out of WWE. Apparently, he They've, gone. He, he gone. gone. He gone, he gone. Very, so, very boring, very, very... Very, yeah. very boring, very rubbish. Yeah, absolutely. Right, okay, here we go. Um, first one is from Warsaw Home and Away. It says, is it Lee Pomlitz, Jamie Fullerton's, or Matt Taylor's fault, the situation we are in, in order of who is most responsible to least, why? So, so rank them, Joe. <laughs> Goodness me, that's hard. You might not be able to rank them, but... I assume that it's maybe um, a bit of everyone who's got to take a bit of flack, but is is there one who's more culpable than, than another? Yeah, so I'm not going to rank them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to rank them. But no, there is a collective responsibility. Um, it, uh, players in, are in that, coaching staff, Taylor, uh, Fullerton, the technical director, Pomlitz, you know, other other board members, you know, that no, nobody get nobody gets away scot free. No, um, but we all know how football works, and I mentioned this in my piece. The 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 the, the urgency falls at the door of the head coach. That yeah. that is that is football. We all know how football works by now. That the head coach is the or the manager is the one who has to deliver results, and if he doesn't, then he's under pressure and. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, in terms of Fullerton, I, I think there are some question marks over the recruitment that they've made. Um, or to, well, there's got to be because the team isn't performing, <laughs> and you know, it was a it was a put together squad, and of course, it was never going to happen overnight. Um, Thirteen new signings in the summer, and then obviously a few more in January as well. It does take time, of course, for players to gel. But rather than starting off poorly and getting better as the season has gone on, it's almost gone the other way. Mm. Um, the early promise has been replaced by, you know, kind of a, you know, a real crash down to earth and you know a fight on their hands. So yeah, Fullerton, yeah, Pomley as well. Um, but ultimately, we as as we know, um, it's it's the manager, it's the head coach where. The urgency lies, and um, he's the one who needs wins, and um, you know he knows that as well. He knows that as well, and and Tyler 
is is a you know a incredibly well spoken manager. Or say that. And from my perspective, in terms of interviewing managers, I mean, obviously, I work with Nuno at Wolves for for a couple of years, mm. and and anybody on this patch will tell you that Nuno was incredibly difficult to work with at times. He, he, he didn't he didn't he didn't really want to engage with with media duties. Um, he could be good on some days, but then if he was good on some day and you think he got somewhere, then he was he was rubbish the next. Yeah. Um, and you know, it very, you know, in terms of getting copy and getting a daily paper out there, it was a very much a struggle we've known now. With Matt, it's very much a, the opposite. Um, you know, you ask him a question, he'll answer it openly and honestly. He's not going through the motions. He's engaging with you. He's giving you good answers. And from that perspective, he's probably one of, if not the best manager I've dealt with, to be honest. So, you know, I'd love to see him be, be a success. But he, he, he knows it himself that he said it after, after Bristol Rovers, if I'm not winning games, I'm not doing my job. And, you know, I can't get I can't shy away from that. So he, he knows there is pressure building him around him as well. Um, but there is there is time to turn it around. There is like still 20 games of the season left, which is crazy to think at this point. Um, but um, so fingers crossed he can. But, it, you know, the, 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 the urgency is, is, on, is on the manager's door at the minute. Andy Collins asked a question, and quite a few people asking this as well, Joe. Um, simple question, what role is Neil McDonald playing in the current mess? As an experienced guide to Matt Taylor, he's either giving bad advice or his advice is just being ignored. Or worse still, he's not offering any advice. What is what? Um, what is it why he's not been effective? Yeah, that's a good... Oh, I've, I've seen a few asking um, that question. Obviously, Neil McDonald is, is, is in as... Matt Taylor's uh, assistant as his as his number two, I'd, the mentor really, wasn't he? When the, he was brought yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, McDonald had worked under Allardyce at, at various clubs and even had managerial roles in himself. I mean, I drag up here. Um, I did. I last asked um, Matt properly about Neil at the back end of November, and this is what he had to say kind of about what Neil does. So, you know, Neil's brilliant, exceptional. His knowledge and understanding are just second to none. The biggest compliment I can pay Neil is that every game he sits in his seat and he doesn't move. I'll be there pacing up and down a touchline, going wild when we score and becoming frustrated when we concede. I'll ask him why he sits there and he'll say it's because I know when I look at these players we're going to be all right. In terms of advice and the way he deals with players, it's just been excellent for me. It's a big part of what we've done here. Um, Neil's experience, brilliance, what he's brought more than anything is a calming nature. Um, at times I could be quite emotional and Neil's very different to that, which is important. And then he goes on to expand about you know, the kind of the difference in personality. So it seems like from that is the kind of the one to calm him down if if anything I don't think um, Matt Taylor seems too irate on the touchline no, though I think he's quite calm so you'd think that yeah. I get sat down the whole time but I don't I wouldn't mind my you know my assistant boss just stood there with him just for a conference on the on the touch I'm not saying it's a prerequisite but it just seems strange that you don't get out of your seat for the whole yeah. game I mean we see Obviously, different assistants have different way of operating. Yeah. I mean, we've we've seen you sit in, the, it, sit in the director's box and get an overall view of the game. What yeah. if you're going to do that just to kind of get an overview rather than sit at pitch level? But like you say, people have got different ways and different means. I mean, it was, is it Ray Lewington who's Bodgson's assistant? I mean, we've seen him a few times, mm. um, especially behind closed doors games, down the walls. And God, he was <laughs> he don't shut up like no. um, you don't really hear a, hear a peep out of Hodgson but it's his assistant doing all the talking and that and so yeah it's I think everything is being looked at isn't it um, when, when you're in a run such as this and you would like to think that McDonald is, is bringing something with, with his experience and whatever but you know in terms of assistance now I, I do think it is a changing role almost at, at, at clubs I mean previously you'd hear from assistants time to time and stuff like that you don't really tend to hear from them across the board these days um, you know it, I don't know I mean like it, again I know it, it's it's perhaps not the best example but at Wolves we barely even knew the names of some of the assistants under Nuno they were just kind of completely blended into the background so um, yeah the, I mean the proof will be in the pudding, really, if they can improve improve results. But yeah, I, I think you know questions will be asked of of all of the coaching staff at the minute. You know, not just Taylor, because you know then the team aren't delivering results, and and the coaches work with them every day. And you know, the I mean, 
Matt says there, you know, Neil, you know, was kind of assured that you know they'll be all right with the players they've got. Well, they're, they're not all right at the minute, so um, they need to find the answers. Yeah, um, you know, there's a few people saying how long's Matt Taylor got? If they kept on losing Joe, how many games do you feel he's got? It's 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 a hard question to answer, but I do worry if they lose their next two. Because Matt Taylor's spoken, and I know we've mentioned it a couple of times before, saying that he wasn't really enjoying the job. This is a while ago now. It's got a lot worse than that. Could you see? It? Could you envisage a scenario where he goes to Lee and goes, "Look, I don't think this is for me. I'm not enjoying it. Stressing me out. I'm not sure I got what it's what you know. I'm not sure this is what I need in my life at this moment in time." And, and kind of walking away from it because if it wasn't enjoying it before, he's definitely not enjoying it now. Do you think those kind of thoughts are going through his head or when you speak to him post-match and, and pre-match, you feel that that hunger is still there and that he wants to kind of achieve something at Walsall? Yeah, I've, I, when you speak to him, you can that, that passion is there when, when, you, when you do speak to him. And I think there's no doubt it would have been a bit of a culture shock um, going from working with Spurs' kids to where he is now. Um, you know, it is it is by far removed from what there was there. You know, there's now a real pressure on getting results at, at, at a club like that. The you know the Prime Miami's development, and you know if you if you lose three or four nil, then as long as players are developing, you're okay. But obviously, this is a very much a results orientated business in the cut and thrust of League Two, and Walsall aren't picking up results. Um, in terms of how many games. The one thing that Walsall haven't had yet this season, they've had a lot of bad defeats, but they've not had a real thrashing. Um, you know, they, they lost, I think it was 3-1 to Forest Green, but they've yet to be done like a 4 or 5 nil. If that happens pretty soon, I'd be worried. But equally, if they lose to Northampton and then lose to bottom of the table, Scunthorpe, I think you're, you're in a really you know, dire situation to be honest. So, um, yeah, there, there, there is definitely um, you know a, a need a need for wins. Um, you know, as I say, that that thrashing is one thing they've avoided up to yet, and hopefully will continue to, to avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if if one of them comes along, or if yeah, they they lose the next two um, and lose them kind of outright. You know, if if there's now kind of crumbs of comfort to hold on in in, in two in, in either of those games, which even if there were, I mean, if 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 they if they lost two more, it'd be seven in a row, and yeah, I mean, the, the, I think that that's when it gets to you know real kind of decision decision time, really. Uh, hello, hey Joe, great work covering Warsaw. You tell it how it is. My thank question, you very much. Yeah, well, we, my thank, question no, to you, you is: uh, Matt Taylor has been sacked. Oh, has he? <laughs> Better get off this podcast. Uh, news to Start me. Ryan. Matt Taylor's been sacked, and you've been you've been appointed new manager. Joe Edwards, new manager at Walsall Football Club. Uh, what tweaks would you make to the team to get the team moving in the right direction? Right, I'm going to change the way I answer that slightly because okay. I just, you know, just just you know you know what I mean. Just, mm. I'd, but so in terms of the tweaks that I'd make, you'd bring you'd bring N. Judah in as assistant. <sighs> No, I'm never ever going to be the manager of Walsall Football Club, and obviously, I'm not going to, you know, pretend that. But he should have gone two up front for me against Bristol Rovers, and I think for 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 most fans, I think that wasn't that that looked an obvious move to make. Really, take one of the midfielders off. I um, mean, in, in well, Labadee came off in the end, but then obviously Keenan came off as well because he was on a booking. But multiple players were on bookings. And they just kind of stayed. It was tit for tat. It was Shade and Osadibi for Keenan and Labadee. So they, they stayed the same formation. At, at half time, I would have gone 4 4 2. I would have put Connor Wilkinson up front with uh, George Miller because I thought Co- Connor was flitting in and out the game again on the right side, as you know, you alluded to yourself, Nathan, as he was against Bradford. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's kind of having periods in games where he's going a little bit missing at the minute. And for somebody of Connor's ability, you don't want that to happen. He needs to be in games. He needs to be doing a bit more. So I would have put him. I would have put him centre forward alongside uh, Miller, who has been feeding off scraps for weeks now. And and I would have just taken off one of the midfielders. I would have put Shade uh, Ride White um, at half time. And this was before Kane had picked up a booking, so I would have carried on with Kane and on the left, and then probably Kinsella and Ear in, in the in the middle of the park. 
just gone flat four four two. You're a man up, you know, and kind of try and get crosses in and try and make something happen. Because you, you look at Warsaw at the minute, they're 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 getting crosses in at times, and they've got absolutely nothing to aim at. Mm. Um, Miller is in now on his own, being marked by about four or five defenders, and he's not the tallest lad anyway. Um, you hope Devante Rodney can bring something a, a lot different in that respect. Uh, target man, um, big lad, can look after himself. I hope that he's been bought in for a strike part of to Miller, but based on what we've seen, it's hard to say that that will be the case because if that's not changing to a front two in that game, he, I don't know if he's going to play a front two with Miller and Rodney going forward. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I would have I would have gone to up front. So I think just a, a bit more flexibility. I, I, I get I get having a set set system. I think any any manager that you know is kind of worth their salt tends to have a way of playing, don't they? Yeah. They have a way of playing. They have a system that they like. But equally, I think the the successful managers adapt adapt, adapt to situations and um, different games. Sometimes call for different different approaches. You don't want to completely keep tailoring your system to meet that of the opposition week in, week out and lose any form of continuity. That's not the way to go. But in a situation like that, when you're a man up, you've lost four games in a row and you're the you're a man up for the best part of an hour. If you're not going to kind of kind of ask the question then and go a bit more attacking and you know it's hard to see when you're going to do it so mm. yeah I think it's been a bit more flexible a bit more adaptable and um, hopefully we will see that in, in the weeks to come because as I say he has got time to turn it around well you know time is not on their side but yeah let's let's hope they become a bit more flexible okay um, got to shoot through a lot of these go on ready? Quick, quick fire yeah. quick yeah, fire because yeah. I want to get to most people have I mean, there's a lot that we've answered already. So, uh, Dominic Powis says, uh, how have you found covering Warsaw, Joe? Have you enjoyed it? You are best reporter in my lifetime. Keep up the awesome work. Oh, cheers, Tom. No, says, that's, Dominic, that, that, says Dominic, aged one. So, that, uh, no, you know, that, lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, 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 that's really nice, Dom. I really, really appreciate it. Um, no, I have, as crazy as this may sound, I have, I have enjoyed it. Um, uh, I mean, I, I, t- I touched on it a little bit, but it got to the point where covering Wolves, it, I, I had be- almost become a little bit consumed by it all. Mm. And, um, you know, being a, a Wolves fan, a family of Wolves fans, it was kind of everywhere I went and everywhere I was going. Who are we signing, Joe? Who are we doing this? What are we doing that? And it had just all become a little bit all-consuming. And um, that was in the summer and, and, you know, kind of switched clubs and switched over to Walsall. And... Um, it's been nice. It's been nice to have, um, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a fresh start. And obviously, I'd like them to be playing better football than they are and winning more games than they are. Um, but I have enjoyed it. I have enjoyed it. I've enjoyed getting to know more about League Two. It's it's a league that, you know, I hadn't done a lot of games covering. Um, I'd done the odd kind of Shrewsbury and Warsaw when they were in League One. But in terms of League Two, I'd done very little, if anything, to be honest. So I'd, you know, I'd started off doing Telford in National North, then kind of started helping out uh, with Wolves while Tim Spears was here and then ended up kind of taking that on after he left and doing kind of games in the Premier League. So, yeah, League Two, was, it was something I'd... Yeah, I was kind of going in with a fresh set of eyes, really, and a lot of these grounds that I'm going to, it's the first time I've been there. So, no, it's been nice to kind of see new things and have new experiences, and hopefully uh, I'll have a few more wins to write about pretty soon. <laughs> um, right, Sadler Side says, I'd like to hear you talk of the Warsaw situation, main points, players' effort, formations. We kind of, we kind of discussed, discussed that backroom staff. Uh, Nick Etheridge as well says, does McDonald predict... Pre- provide enough guidance and support to Taylor. Again, I think we've discussed that, Joe. Um, Walsall says, Home and Away says, uh, are Walsall a good investment opportunity for someone like a Mike Ashley or are we better off with Lee Pomlet? Well, Lee, when I interviewed him last month, he made the point that he could sell the club tomorrow, he says. He says there is interest there, but it's a case of just weeding out the right people. And, I mean, we've seen 
the fit and proper person's test, whether it's fit for purpose. Um, a lot of things co- comes down on the actual owners and chairman on these clubs to do their due diligence. And he kind of said if he if he sold the club to the wrong person, he'd regret it for the rest of his life. Um, in terms of, I mean, if you're taking on Warsaw, yes, they're you know they're, they're they're recording another profit in their in their accounts, of course, that we touched on last week, a thirteen thousand pound profit. But that is you got to kind of counteract that. It was a help with a £500,000 government loan, which helped them through the pandemic. And they're paying pretty much five hundred grand every year in rent to, to Jeff Bonser. So they've got, they've got until, I think it's 2028, is the rent break for the, for the Banksies. But whoever was coming in, they've got to have probably enough capital to just sort the Banksies outright because I don't, I don't think any prospective owner would want that coming in on either you know what I mean the, the thing that is I think holding Morsel back mm. nobody wants to really just kind of buy the club and then have that on their shoulders as well because it's it's almost kind of you've got to go through kind of two buying processes you've got to buy the club and then you've got to buy the ground so it, it, it's it, really you'd, you'd if there was somebody to come in you'd want them to be able to do the whole lot, um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know I don't know what what kind of interest is out there. But in terms of a, a Mike Ashley, I, I, I don't know I, I don't know how attractive that is. I, I, but I, there is people looking to get into football. I mean, and from various different means. I mean, there was that story a few months ago about that NFT, uh, you know, the non fungible. Mm. <laughs> Whatever they're called, these no, bloody, hey, it's, it's all balmy, isn't it? But mm. you know, all these kind of firms and cryptocurrency firms looking to get into football and stuff like that. There are people who want to get into football, but it's whether they want to do it for the right reasons and and whether you know people with the amount the required capital to buy the club and buy the stadium, whether there's that many of them, I'm I'm not sure to be honest. Okay, thirty second answer, quick fire, ready, ready, come on, ready, yeah, ready, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, Alex yeah. Alex Simpson, what's a realistic best case scenario for the season now? Mid-table, mid-table. Yeah. The, you know, the, 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 any playoff ambitions completely dead and buried. Um, they maybe could sneak top half at a, at a very massive push, but no, kind of mid-table mediocrity, really. Jamie Simner, were you expecting any business on deadline day or did you anticipate a quiet one? Um, I was told pretty early on deadline day that there was very little chance of anything happening. Um, and I kind of kind of kept my laptop on just in case because we, we, we never know the, the case. But... Yeah, I think it was more hope than expectation, really. I was hoping that they'd perhaps do something, but uh, no, it wasn't to be. Was, do you think Matty Taylor is in the firing line? If so, how many how many more poor defeats performances would it take? As we said, I, 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 you know, the, the onus is on the manager and I, I do fear of the situation if they lost two more, yeah. Do you, Stuart B, do you think Lee Pomlet's honeymoon period is over with supporters? I think this is the most amount of scrutiny that he's come under since his time. Um, yeah, I, I, the, well, the honeymoon. I mean, the, there's nothing like winning games of football, is there? And you know, if they start winning games, then I, I'd imagine that the pressure relieves. But um, yeah, if they keep losing, then then the, the pressure is only going to continue. Um, yeah, it's. I, I'd, I'd probably say. This is the most difficult period that he, that he's faced as as chairman. I, I think that's I think that's fair to say. One pod beyond. How much cheese do you think you could eat in one day? Depends what cheese you're asking. <laughs> um, it's a very good question. Um, I'm not a massive cheese connoisseur, to be fair. Like I do like cheese, but I don't really ever have like a cheese board and cheese and crackers and that as a as a pastime. Really. What color? What color is cheddar? Yellow. What colour is Red Leicester? Orange. I'm going to blow your mind here. Go on. All the cheese, like Red Leicester and cheddar, is actually white. Right. It's all white. It's all white. And it's a dye that they put in to make it that colour. How is it? Yeah, it's, it's not the cheese itself. The cheese itself is, is bright white, a bit like yeah. my teeth. And, uh, and yeah, they inject a dye into it to, to make it coloured like cheese. Ah. Huh. My yeah. favourite cheese, by the way, mm. is halloumi. 
Oh, halloumi's very good. Squeaky um, cheese, you can't be a bit yeah, of halloumi. Yeah. Halloumi yeah. wrap. Oh, l- yeah. l- bit of fried halloumi. Ooh, oh, yeah. on my Nando's inside my pitta. I'm all over Ooh, that. Yeah, so if it was halloumi, I could, I could, I could eat. I, it is very rich, but I'd, I'd have a good go of eating platefuls of calorie, though. I'd have a, yeah. not if you have in the pack. Um, I, I do like a bit of feta, actually, as well. Like a bit feta. of feta. I do yeah. like a bit of feta, yeah. Obviously, you can't have it in blocks. That wouldn't, that wouldn't be very nice, but yeah, feta, mate. Um, okay, uh, yeah, a lot of people talking about Matt Taylor and how far he's in the sack, so we've kind of answered that. Um, have we progressed on last year? Um, are we better positioned under Pomlet, says Matt Hyde? <laughs> hard to say that at the minute I mean mm. there was the low, lowest league finish wasn't it I think last year but you know they're, on, they're not far from matching that at the minute um, there's not signs of huge progress is there let's be honest they're, they're, they're at the wrong end again um, so yeah it's up, up to the players and every, everybody involved really to, to, to pull their fingers out and kind of prove that there has at least been marginal progress Right, last one, and uh, I'm going to end it on a positive note because I think it's important. You know, I, I know there's a lot of negativity out there, so this is a nice one to finish on. How can supporters stick up for Matt Taylor? His in-game management is zero. No plan B. Same players used in different positions. Players played out of position. Subs late as ever. Same boring post-match chat. Never takes any of the blame. As a Fullerton, he's another fraud. Says Ron Pickering. Uh, <laughs> Ron uh, understated as ever yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, brilliant uh, yeah. not great um, I tell you what though like you say Joe in the start of this season and I know we put the, the podcast questions out late I think on, on the first one we did of the season but we were we were, we were scrapping about for one or two yeah. 28, 28 questions there can't Incre- knock that incredible incredible Love it. No, keep honestly, them you keep them coming. Thank you very much for the support, and 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 now we 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 hugely appreciate it. it, it we we really do. Absolutely, we do. And uh, look, I think I think we need to give a bit back. So in the next podcast in a couple of weeks' time, we'll just remind me, Joel, give out a special prize, we'll have a competition, and try and try and get the guys something to win. At least at least at least, at least someone can win something. If bloody Walsall can't, we'll give we'll give we'll give a oh, hey. we'll give a present mm-hmm. away. Right, saying can they win something? Walsall against Northampton. Oh. Yeah. Um, Saturday, three o'clock. Banks's. Yep. What are you feeling? Give me a little preview, mini preview. Uh, I'm not How feeling team wise. I'm not feeling massively confident, which I okay. think is which I think is fair enough. But if you're looking for signs of positivity, uh, Devante Rodney should be able to come in for his debut, and I'd imagine he'll come straight in up, up front, barring uh, any injury or something like that. If you're looking for Slot another bit of comfort is that this is Manny Mont's last game of his ban, so he should be back in for Scunthorpe on Tuesday. Um, team wise, uh, I don't think they picked up any fresh injuries last weekend, um, but yeah, I'd imagine Rodney comes straight in, and mm-hmm. you know this is a guy that's been signed to ultimately score goals and and. Um, Offer something different going forward, which they desperately need. Uh, they haven't scored anywhere near enough goals, so you know one in their last four, and that was one that really George Miller knew nothing about. Um, he just kind of bounced off his leg. So um, yeah, uh, I'd like to see him come in, and hopefully he can bring that spark. But Northampton, they're in a decent state themselves. I think they're fifth in the table. Um, you know they're. Walsall kind of beat them on penalties in the in the in the trophy, so they've at least shown that they can match them. Um, Northampton did lose to Barrow as well in midweek, so they can be beaten. But uh, Walsall, you know, might not be might not be stuck. Got to be a damn sight better than they have been in the last uh, few weeks. I know they performed to a decent standard against Bradford, but ultimately it was another defeat. So they've got to find some cutting edge, and and ultimately. A way to just keep it tight at the back and not just give teams silly leg ups and mm. give them goals on silver platters. Um, that's 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 the uh, first and foremost. Keep it tight. Hopefully, get a goal from the new lad. But uh, yeah, that might be wishful thinking at this rate. So, give me a prediction then, Joe. It's Warsaw against Northampton to finish off. I'm going to be slightly positive and I'm going to say a draw. Okay. I'm going to be that. That is. I'm, <laughs> I can't. I can't really see a win, but. I'm going to say a draw and hopefully that stops the rot a little bit and gives them at least a little bit of momentum to take to Scunthorpe and fingers crossed, fingers crossed, um, get a win there. I mean, no offence, but if if we're talking at this time in two weeks' time and they have got 
Northampton defeat. Scunthorpe, goodness me, do I say defeat? Oh, that, 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 and Tranmere defeat. I, I think we'll be. Dis- I think we'll probably be discussing before that because I think we might be discussing a new manager. Yeah, um, that's Scunthorpe being massive. Just doesn't, doesn't bear thinking about. It doesn't. It doesn't. Let's hope they get a draw. Let's hope they get a draw against Northampton and a win against Scunthorpe, and then yeah. a win against Tranmere, and then we're looking back at the table. Yeah, they've got four of the top seven to play in the next five games. So, yeah. so, so the, the onus is very much on that Scunthorpe game. But yeah, a point on Saturday. Fingers crossed. Don't worry, fans. Get yourself down to Sainsbury's or whatever, Aldi or, or whatever, Lidl. Get yourself a, a, a pack of cup of soup, a oh, pack of pot noodles, of and everything will be fine oh, in the all world. All your troubles will melt away. Melt away with delicious congealed goodness at the bottom in the, in the, in the little sieve. Oh, yeah. uh, have a good weekend. For me, from Joe, have a good Take care. Bye-bye.